How to Invest in a Bear Market, written by Marshall Weintraub, audio by Derek Melvin. How to Invest in a Bear Market. While the past decade has generally exhibited falling unemployment, rising stock prices, and other positive economic indicators, it may have also lulled investors into complacency after an extended period of relatively tranquil capital markets. With, this, with that said, we have seen recent declines in the market, such as the sharp slowing of the global economy during the COVID-19 pandemic, as well as recent volatility through 2022. This exemplifies the importance of being prepared to handle and invest in a bear market. The American economy has historically had a recession once or twice a decade, so by some measures, we were due for one. Accurately, predicting when a recession begins is very difficult so we are not going to, to attempt to forecast that. This article will instead provide an introduction to the economic cycle with an emphasis on recessions to familiarize readers with what we may expect during our next period of economic weakness and bear market investing strategies. The economic cycle. The economic cycle is characterized by four phases, expansion, peak, contraction, and trough, seen in the image below. Expansions exhibit accelerating growth, increased new construction, and unemployment numbers rising as companies hire to grow their operations. People feel good about their jobs and incomes, so they buy new homes and cars, further fueling the economy. Economies cannot sustain uninterrupted growth forever, so the expansion accumulates in a peak, during which hiring and growth decelerate. The, econo the economy then undergoes a contraction which sees layoffs and rising unemployment, falling stock prices, and lower industrial production. Contractions happen for several reasons, including less credit available in the economy, as individuals and businesses become increasingly indebted after years of borrowing and lenders extend fewer loans to the more indebted borrowers, or external shocks, such as the spread of a global pandemic in 2020. Finally, the economy reaches its trough before starting a recovery, which leads into the next expansion. Economic characterizations of a recession. The contraction and trough phases may be characterized as a recession, depending on the severity of the slowdown. While recessions are commonly referred to as two consecutive quarters of negative economic production, the National Bureau of Economic Research defines recessions as a significant decline in economic activity spread across the economy lasting more than a few months. At this time, the government may take action to simulate the economy while companies typically adjust their operations to stay competitive in the new business environment. The government may implement fiscal policy and monetary policy to help economic activity pick up. Companies often become leaner as they lay off employees, take other cost-cutting measures, and invest in operation efficiencies. Since World War II, the American economy has had 11 recessions, averaging 13 months. This means that by the time it has been announced that we are in a recession, it may already be close to half over. When does it end? The good news is that an economy cannot contract forever. Necessary services, including health care, must still be provided, and we continue to buy consumer staples, food, basic household products, etc., Businesses and families will then become more optimistic about the future and increase their spending, which becomes the income for other businesses and families. 
As confidence continues to improve, larger purchases are undertaken in higher numbers, and we find ourselves in the early stages of our next expansion. Investing in a bear market. This article will now address the possible adjustments to consider with your investment portfolio during a bear market. Please keep in mind that this is purely for educational purposes and is not meant to be taken as investment advice. Don't make the big mistake. Sometimes the best action you can take is no action. Our first suggestion is avoid making the big mistake. What is the big mistake? It is allowing your emotions or anxiety about your investments to cause you to deviate in the short term from your long-term investment allocation. During times of heightened market volatility to the downside, the big mistake is selling out of your stocks or equity mutual funds and holding the proceeds in cash. It is very difficult to accurately time the tops and bottoms of market movements and remaining in cash would cause you to miss out on the eventual recovery in equity markets. Should I keep investing in a bear market? If you are in a position to continue your ongoing contributions, then it is likely a good move to do so. Dollar cost averaging is the concept of making regular contributions and investment purchases, such as $1,000 per month into an equity mutual fund. As the stock market dips, your contributions buy more shares of these mutual funds now because they are trading at lower prices. For example, if the mutual fund were trading at $50 per share and fell to $40 per share, then your $1,000 investment now buys 25 shares of the fund, up from 20 shares before the dip. Accumulating more shares at a cheaper price will fuel your portfolio's return during the recovery. Best investments during a bear market. As mentioned above, when we are in a bear market, we are in a period where stocks, mutual funds, and stock index prices are significantly lower than before the initial decline. Therefore, you can think of these prices being sold at a discount as compared to what they were previously valued at. This can provide you with a buying opportunity if you have discretionary funds available. During a market decline, you may lean towards thinking that bonds are a good investment in a bear market. Bonds are generally less volatile than stocks and can be more secure investment with regards to the loss of principal, making them attractive during these times of stock market uncertainty. However, if we use history as a reference, bonds have much less upside growth potential than stocks over the long term. The goal when investing in a bear market will be to position yourself to take part in the upside growth once the market rebounds and begins the expansion process. In the past, stocks have shown much greater growth during expansionary times than bonds, which makes them an attractive investment when we see a sharp decline in stock prices. This is recently exemplified in 2020 as the market rebounded from the initial COVID-19 dip. Portfolio rebalancing. Different asset classes, stocks, bonds, etc., perform differently depending on the economic climate. A stock market dip could cause your percentage held in stocks to fall below its target allocation, while your percentage invested in bonds may rise as high, uh, quality bonds tend to hold their value during times of economic weakness. Your portfolio is now overweighted to bonds and underweighted to stocks. Portfolio rebalancing would sell the extra 5% in bonds and using the sale proceeds to buy stocks, getting back to your target allocation. Tax loss harvesting. In taxable non-retirement brokerage accounts, we have the added consideration of tax effects when selling investments. Selling investments for a loss is not desirable, but can be a useful tax, uh, tax tactic in brokerage accounts called tax loss harvesting. Let's say you bought a large cap U.S. mutual fund for $1,000. 
The stock market takes a dip and the value of your mutual fund falls to $800. You now have a $200 unrealized capital gain loss and there is no effect yet. You would then sell out of the mutual fund, which realizes the capital loss, and reinvest the proceeds in similar but not identical investments to maintain your desired portfolio allocation. Your $200 realized capital loss is used to offset future capital gains, and it can lower your future tax burden. It will be carried forward indefinitely until fully used up. Bear market investment strategies. From a from an investing standpoint, bear markets can cause anxiety to investors. We hope the points above help you navigate future fluctuations in the market. Discussions in this show should not be construed as specific recommendations or investment advice. Always consult with your investment professional before making important investment decisions. Securities offered through Cambridge Investment Research, Inc., a registered broker-dealer, member FINRA, SIPC. Finity Group and Cambridge are not affiliated.